0: Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph
1: W. Basham M.D.
0: And Andy Brampernard. And we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Timmy Lammers will join us. Kristen Burt will join us in a second hour. Timmy Lammers up next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
2: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put JLO on top.
0: To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, hard at it. All we ever do is shoulder to the wheel. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying?
1: Exactly, pushing that stone up the hill.
0: Exactly. There's no question about. It. Was it Sisyphus? Yep. Is that yep. Who that was? That's what he did. I thought so. So uh, let me know when Timmy's ready to go. We'll go from there. Okay. Nothing yet. Marvelous. So, what's in the news? Anything? Any good? Uh, not really. Not really.
1: The world's nothing. Gonna, world's got. Oh, oh, Europe is supposed to normalize. Starting to normalize. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's uh, and there's pressure on uh, the uh Canadian and American governments to say, you know, w- you know, it, it's really not that much difference one to the other. Why are we doing tests back and forth? What are you worried what, what are you worried about? So maybe we will they so we'll be able to stop uh taking the covid test back and forth across the border if you fly.
0: If you drive, apparently you don't
1: need that, I guess.
0: And why are they doing that anyway? Uh, who
1: knows? Who knows? Based on some belief 2 years ago that maybe they could save a life or something, but it's, oh, yeah. it's out of the barn. Doesn't work. Yeah, no one, no one wants to move with the time. And of course, government are they're the slowest, the slowest to, and they may they may not accept the fact that uh, things are different for another ten years.
3: Oh God! Yeah. Really?
1: Oh, oh yeah. They're just.
3: Well, if you if you've written some or read some of the laws about like uh, that affect the internet. There you go. They're all you, written Andy. in language that is like telecommunications and you would think that they were about telegraphs. Yeah, exactly. Because the law <laughs> just does not change at a reasonable pace. Everything takes so, forever.
0: Why uh, so they're going to get away with this telling you what to do and if you don't tell the truth that that's their truth they can they can cancel you. Uh, how is that legal? I don't get that. I don't. They make their own laws. Yep. Or,
1: or your other alternative is to big, buy that big rig and drive it into uh, uh, down to Washington DC and park it in the street and then get things. because the Ottawa thing's still going on.'re they're, they're still oh, yeah. they're still protesting there and they just want they don't want this these mandates to have to immunize everybody, your kids and everything. and and, and some of the at least the scientific communities, uh, Johns Hopkins University says that, that none of this has worked. And there's been no correlation, and, and they're and they're they're a pretty good infectious disease outfit. Uh, you know, Johns Hopkins, <laughs> is.
0: I would hope so. Yes, no,
1: no they, they are they are they really good. In fact, my former roommate in medical school was on staff at Johns Hopkins University. He was he was he was in the thick of the Juntavirus uh, outbreak. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, you know, when it when it occurred. So so, you know, th- they've they've looked at the numbers with regards to with regards to uh, incidence of deaths. And masks, social distancing, and isolation, everything like that. And they say, there's no correlation. None of that has done anything to do anything. So it's time to move on. It's it's done. Well, the
3: the theory just, I mean, the theory was basically that people are coughing directly into each other's faces, which isn't really how this kind of thing spreads. It is an airborne virus, but it spreads by going through the air, getting onto everything that you touch, and then you touch it, and then you get it. It's very rare for someone to just, like, sneeze right in your face and give you the virus. Yeah,
1: unless they're your child or your grandchild. Your kids will do that,
3: yes. (laughs) But strangers, not so much. So So masks, yeah, they don't really really prevent people from wiping their noses on their hands and then touching a shopping cart. Right. The theory is that they would, but they don't. Because if someone needs to wipe their nose, they're just going to pull down their mask and think, Oh, I'm just going to pull it down for two seconds. I've got to blow my nose. And there you go. That's right.
0: Yeah, that does make sense. I, mean, I do love the, all these politicians that love to go and take pictures at schools and at gatherings, and they're the only ones not wearing a mask.
3: Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's just amazing. my favorite is the. Uh, it was like some gala or something. I don't remember what it was, but all of the uh, the rich and the famous they were maskless, and then in the background you saw their uh, their butlers and their servants all masked up. Oh yeah. It's Like, yep. why are you even pretending? <laughs> I
1: love that. And if Masks. I went, if I was going to a school, I would be the only one masked. I'd be mad, mad, I'd be masked and gloved yeah, in a school in, in of a all school. places.
3: Yeah, God. Yeah, just that's you got to carry around Lysol. <laughs> we have yeah, there you go.
4: Tim Lamberts. Timmy, oh. do I Hit sound me. better than I did last week? Yes, you do. I
0: guess we're going to find Don't out, you? Buster. No, so far, yeah.
4: Okay, yeah, you because did. You last week it was. Uh, yeah. It, oh, it, oh, uh, oh. Did you reset your modem since then? I must have done something. I don't know. I think what it was was that there were too many Internet thingies going on at once in the house. Oh, yeah, that sure. happens. And I lacked some bandwidth. But mm-hmm. uh, talking about masks, I just caught the tail end of that. But uh, it'll be curious. i uh, be curious to see if all the uh, nominees for this Morning's Oscar nominations will oh, yeah. be masked up at the ceremony. Oh,
3: I'm sure they will. It's all well. I mean, you you said it. It's ceremony, so they're going to be doing it. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. So um, I, I just shaking my head again because I, the I, end the end is nigh because Kristen Stewart <laughs> was nominated for a best actress nomination for Spencer, and I just. Don't effing and get it, <laughs> I know.
0: Understandable. I have
3: never watched the
4: Oscars no ga-ga. in my life. Well, good for you, Andy. You you're not missing a damn thing. But right bunch right of self congratulatory BS and it's getting worse and worse and, it and is. last you're right. year was the absolute pits. I mean, it was ten million viewers, I think, which is the lowest rated by far.
3: I'll be very interested to see those ratings this year. So the Oscars How long is the Oscars? Is it one day or is it a week or what?
4: No, no. It's just. It's well. Put it this way. This is the way I look at it. It's the two days, the nominations and the ceremony, mm. where Hollywood pretends to care about art over <laughs> well, yes. So they pretend. I we'll like
3: probably that. have the ratings by what the end of the week.
4: Well, there won't be any ratings until the actual show, which isn't until the end of March. But uh, the reason I say that is the nominations, it's the big statement to tell you that, yes, we are indeed smarter than the general public. Mm. We're completely out of touch with the general public as far as nominating what we want to nominate. We're going to nominate things that you haven't even heard of, much less seen. And then the things that are popular, screw them. You know, we're not going to, or the people that are popular, screw them. Well, let's so see, you here get, we go. You get somebody like Kristen Stewart in a movie that, I mean, she's Kristen Stewart, for Christ's sakes. Now, maybe I'm a little bit too harsh on her sometimes. I don't know. I Personally, Tom, you know this, worst actress ever born, worst. That's terrible. And uh, Yeah, and in and, and, and Spencer, she's basically the same mopey-ass character that she's always been. Right. But yet you've got somebody like Lady Gaga. Yeah, one of those singers who's crossed over into acting things. But she is really, really good. She was great in A Star is Born. She got a nomination for that. She's terrific in House of Gucci. Now, yes, it's kind of an over-the-top movie. I get it. But she was terrific in it. Uh, so she's overlooked. Jennifer Hudson as Aretha Franklin is overlooked. And we get... Kristen Stewart are you kidding me
0: (laughs) is that an agent thing is her agent really strong and
4: powerful I don't know what it is I really don't and you know it's interesting because I honestly when when her name was called this morning I yelled out F me because I really didn't think it was going to happen because it seems to me that Hollywood was kind of abandoning her on this because she wasn't nominated for Best Actress for the SAG Awards, which is voted on by the industry, and the BAFTA, the British Academy of Film and Television, which is also industry voted. So you're thinking, okay, the, the, the industry's in on it. Okay, they know that she's a no-talent bum. But the critics have been pushing this nomination since day one. And I just don't get it. I don't know what the hell they see in her. So I think she benefited strongly from a lot of, you know, positive press. There's just no rhyme or reason as to how people are nominated. You know, when you get a smaller studio, uh, this is Neon, where the film was distribu- you know, distribution, you know, I th- it seems to me they put all the eggs into one basket and put all their marketing money into pushing her for this too. So I would imagine that marketing has something to do with it too. But I don't know if I'll ever come up with the right answer.
1: It has everything to do with it. It's all advertising. If you go out to L.A. this time of year, there are billboards everywhere advertising for your consideration. This movie, that movie, this actor, this for for this thing and that. It's all over the place. And I'm sure that there's uh, merchandising and or not merchandising marketing uh, behind the scenes from her agent to other agents to other talent. To say, oh gee, we really like to see this. You know, wouldn't you like to? You know, this there's a there's a piece to this. We just don't. See. See, and you think that it's just yeah. a well, oh, it's just what they. But I, my point is, I think the real point is, is that their definition of art is different than the uh, the mass public definition of art. Art is something that stimulates you, and if you have someone like Lady Gaga who has a role who makes people feel good and have a good time at a movie, that's that's the public definition of art. They have some other random kind of I don't know what it is. Kind of thing, and, and most of the movies I wouldn't go see or the talent I wouldn't go yeah, see, yeah.
4: Well, and, and I think you really made a good point there, Ralph. I mean, their different definition of art is different from our definition of art, and yet they wonder why their ratings suck every year. It's because the general public, who they they you know, their opinion flies in the face of the general public. If you're not going to nominate you know, pictures that are popular in our minds. Why the hell do you want to watch it? Yeah. I mean, the answer, they, they sit and beat their heads against the wall every year saying, what can we do to improve? Well, first of all, stop the damn preaching. All right. We don't want to hear that. But second of all, you know, they, they, they broaden the category to 10 solid nominees again this year. Um, and, and, and that, helps a little bit it gives you know the chance of something more popular being nominated like a dune which gotten 10 nominations ralph by the way yeah, except well. for the director and then they screw over the director and the director who's the guy the kitten caboodle i mean he he's in charge of everything yeah. he doesn't get nominated and that pisses off the public so again it's just this whole definition of what is art what is an art and 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 uh the people that don't matter are the ones ultimately that tune into their show and that's why they get ten million viewers last year. You know, that that's why. You know?
1: Or it'll go away. <laughs> you think it'll
4: <laughs> well, all just go just away eventually? I mean, these are two days two days of the year where the industry just totally pisses me off. Because again, <laughs> you, you you see when you've been doing this for as long as I have, and I'm not the be all end all of movie reporting or whatever, you know, I'm just a dopey ass movie guy from a farm in Minnesota. Right. But, but the thing is, is that I've dedicated 30 years of my life and I've certainly seen quality acting and, and know who is more deserving of what I think, and at least in my mind. And then you, again, just because of uh, this whole homecoming mentality where it's a popularity contest or whatever, by sending all this stuff. And even believe me, they even barrage the hell out of the stuff they barrage me with stuff for the Critics' Choice Awards. So I can't imagine what they send to the Oscar voters. So, yeah, it's, it's just about getting that face or name or whatever in front of potential voters as much as possible. And unfortunately, sometimes that determines who is ultimately nominated.
0: And I didn't know that you heard your intro today. That's great that you heard it. because I, What did I, I, I say? That I,
4: I was a complaining no. pain in the ass?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said coming up on today's show, the dopey ass movie guy.
4: There you go, From baby. A farm. Did you <laughs> mention a, the far- I think thing. you mentioned a farm too. I don't <laughs> I don't pretend to be anything more than that. And that's what pisses me off about these awards. They pretend yeah. that, well, we're the we 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 know the high art. We determine oh, what is art in this business and all that BS. Come on, man. Most of you, do you remember when you were waiting tables? You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous. Do not, do not forget where the hell you came. from. <laughs> so, yeah, these two days, these two days, the nominations and the winners, because again, it's just, it's all about marketing. It's all about popularity. It' uh, popularity within their circles, not popularity by and large with the public. Popularity within their own circles, so. right? And and yeah, and who sends the message? Because this this is also turned into. You know the Academy Award of messaging, you know the kind of strain away from the whole merit thing. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so, right. What the hell are you gonna do? What What the hell are you gonna do?
1: And, and what does, are you gonna do? Does winning an Oscar change a, a movie's bottom line? Do people flock uh, to the movie I, now if he, if it wins an Oscar?
4: I I doubt it. You know a little bit. Because a lot of times these movies are out for a long time and people had seen them, have seen them already. Or in this case, I mean, with the pandemic, they're hitting streaming services and video on demand services a hell of a lot quicker. So that cuts out of that that bottom line. I tell you, Ralph, I think the only people that benefit from this are the nominees. Because all of a sudden, all of the marketing that went into getting them that nomination and or win... Forever now, they can say Academy Award nominee Kristen Stewart. So, therefore, that's a marketing tool for them. That's a bargaining chip for them. When they go to sign the dotted line on their next film, they can say, well, hey, I was nominated for Best Actress for this film. And, you know, the studios know that they can use that as part of their marketing because people somehow believe that having those words Academy and Award attached to, um, you Mm. know, the little blurbs that advertise means something. And and so, yeah, I think the biggest benefactor of all of this, yeah, I'm sure it's cool. that It's a cool statuette. Look, I'd love to have one myself. They're cool looking. I get it. But ultimately, it's about the money. Again, Tommy, talking about the money all the time. It always boils down to the money it's that true. somebody is going to make because of it. And no, this is coming from right a dopey-ass movie guy.
0: In a rural <laughs> okay. community.
4: God Ooh, in the rural community.
0: I like it. Yeah, I just, right, baby. Timmy, do you think we'll ever get back to a point where the movies aren't three hours long? It's like, good. Look, I understand The Godfather was three and a half hours long. Well, most of these movies are not The Godfather, okay? So would you back off God?
4: No, I know, I know. And, you know, uh, Tom, how many movies had I reviewed in the fall and maybe even... In in January, because a lot of times these films will release on a couple screens before they're pushed into January for a wider release. But how many times this fall, Tom, did I review something on the KQ Morning Show where I said two and a half hours long, two and a half hours, two hours and 45? I mean, it seems that every major film that comes out between November and the end of the year generally is two and a half hours with the one rare exception being belfast which was 93 minutes or 97 i mean it was an hour and a half yeah yeah so ken Branagh showed that you can um you can really get something meaningful into a story in that short amount of time now i was very happy don't get me wrong I want to see somebody like Ken Branagh win, because this guy has been nominated five different times. He's a brilliant filmmaker. And uh, I'll review um, Death on the Nile on Thursday on KQ. But, you know, he, he just, again, demonstrates not only how great of a filmmaker he is, but how great of an actor he is, directing himself even or whatever. Um, but uh, even that film took the pipe this morning when Katrina Belf, who was in um, Outlander, Mm-hmm. She was like the odds-on favorite to be nominated for a supporting actor nomination. Uh, actress nomination. She was snubbed, <laughs> but Je- Judy Dench was nominated, so that's good. And and Karen Hines, who plays the grandfather in the picture, guy who's been around forever, again totally deserves to be nominated, is nominated. So I'm I'm happy about some things that happened this morning because. Again, that, that's a great movie and, again, shows you can get a story told in 93 minutes. It's a pretty amazing thing.
0: Yep. No, I love them. I love those 93-minute movies, man. I love them.
4: Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's possible, you know?
0: For
1: the reason that hour and a half, I think that's a sweet spot. You know, your, your, your butt's not uh, sore. You, right. know, you know, you, you know, you, you can you can you can hold your bladder for that period of time if you've had a bladder buster, Coke, you know, you know it, all those things, and it's just a, maybe a physiologic reason to have an hour and a half. You know, otherwise, if it's three hours, you watch it at home, you break it into two nights or three nights. You know, yeah. it's, it's just yeah. you know, I think an hour and a half is just a night. That's sort of the entertainment sound bite or the entertainment bite that people really want to see.
4: one thing i really hate is having to get up in the middle of a movie to go to the bathroom because first of all i need that caffeine to keep me awake if it's going to be a three-hour movie and then ultimately i got to get up and go and it's like jesus when you're trying to gauge all right when is what's going to happen here when i'm gone for that two three minute time you know and uh so that that sucks but uh (laughs) yeah i will tell you that uh, death on the Nile is a two hour and seven minute movie but again it, it, it goes right by because you got so many different characters it's an Agatha Christie story obviously yeah. it's so it's complex yet it's understandable and you know so there's a lot of story to tell there and I, I get it there but it seems like sometimes uh, these films are long because a filmmaker has simply you know gained the clout to make whatever it's sure. or says he or whatever they, they say hey man you want me to direct your picture you got to let me have final cut. And it's gonna be as long as I want it to be.
3: What do you think so, about but, returning to intermissions in movies? It's been a long time since they've it. tried that, but honestly, yeah, I think that's I like, would like especially that. for three hour movies, just you know, about an hour and a half in, you have some, you know, big plot twist, big reveal, main character gets knocked out or whatever, goes to black and intermission. You got five, ten minutes to go do whatever you want, you come back.
1: And mostly the most important thing for theaters would be to sell, sell more, more commissions. commissions. Yep. Yeah, more products. Exactly. Man, I, run, I ran out of jujubes. Yeah. No.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. And you know what else they'd have to do is cut out that damn 20 minutes of trailers well, ahead yeah. of time. Because if yeah. you're going to keep yep. those and then put in mm-hmm. another 10 minutes for intermission, that's going to suck. So, mm-hmm. again, people are, they don't, that's the problem with, with trailers. You don't know how long it's going to run. So it's not—it's not like you're gonna make that last-minute trip to the bathroom and miss the first five minutes of the movie or whatever. Yeah, cut out those those trailers. Show one or two. I get it. But 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 do the ten-minute intermission in the middle. I can tell you uh, with almost certainty that the last time that happened was for Tarantino's picture, The Hateful Eight, which was a very long picture. But him—he's such of a—I'm not a fan of it. So don't get me wrong. I. I I just think he's so self-important and everything, Mm, but he's a big fan of old time cinema. And I think part of that, part of the reason he wanted that just was to kind of get back that feeling that people used to have watching that intermission or, you know, seeing that intermission card come up in the middle of a picture. And so he did that with the hateful eight, but honest to God, I, I can't remember the last time they did it. And believe me, there have been pictures, uh, the Avengers, Movies. Uh, the last one was over three hours long, mm. so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those that sucks because you don't know what you're gonna miss because there's something constantly happening in a movie like that. So I'm all for bringing those inter- uh, intermissions back.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I remember them back. I go on out to the lobby. I go on out to the,
4: to the lobby.
0: I loved it. I loved them all, man. Yeah, we gotta take a break. We'll take a break. Be right back in just a couple of minutes more with Timmy Lammers right after this. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000 square foot heated showroom at Dan's Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Get the boat you want rigged the way you wanted it. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Ask about the new Alumacraft competitor FSX, the best new fish ski crossover on the market. See the premier revolution featuring first-of-its-kind rotational seating, or Avalon's new electric VRB, all rigged with motors from Suzuki. Shop a huge inventory of boats inside a heated 25,000-square-foot showroom. The Bloomington Boat Show at Dan's Southside Marine. Factory reps will be there, too. Bring the family and explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, visit bloomingtonboatshow.com. at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. Timmy Lammer's with us. Of course, Dr. Ralph Basham, Andy, the whole shooting match. Also, is there with Ethan. Tire Carver. Tire Carver's on the phone. Yep. Excellent. What's happening, man? there.
2: Not much. would be like? I had a question for Tim. Uh, have you watched Reacher yet on Prime?
4: You know, I have not, and, and, and some, who else? Uh, oh, Officer Dave asked last week, too, and I didn't get mm-hmm. around to it yet, but I certainly plan on getting around to it because I, you know what? I mean, even though people didn't think that Tom Cruise was right for those films, I still like Tom Cruise a lot, but I am curious to see um, a series, just because series gives you a lot more stories, uh, you know, a series or episodes or whatever, and... Um, and and you know, with this guy, apparently it's closer to you know, Lee Child Lee Child, correct? Uh the author. Yeah, I think that's who yep. it was. Uh, yep. yeah, yeah, his 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 vision than than the movies. So sure, sure. I mean I, I, I tell you what, man, I, I tire and, and Officer Dave, I will see it this week and I will certainly mention it next week.
0: Liar. Yes. I just thought I'd throw that in. But I
4: thought I thought I thought he he was gonna you're gonna yell at me for not liking Kristen Stewart or something.
3: I don't think Tiger Carver is exactly in Kristen Stewart's demographic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not in her camp. Yeah.
0: Is that what you're saying?
4: Yeah. Well have you seen it? Because it is airing it airing. It is streaming now on on uh yeah, Amazon. I, I ended
2: up finishing it last night and uh thought it was really good just because you know, like you said, Tom Cruise wasn't bad as the character, but you know,
4: to see somebody that's five foot five try to, you know, go through a room <laughs> of people that are, you know, six two, six three, it's like, yeah, you'd have to be pretty
2: well, uh, you know, trained in doing what you're doing, but you know, it's unrealistic. But to see this guy who's yeah, six four, like, six five, you know, it's kind of it, like Danny he goes Bevito through a room and it's like, yeah, he, and, he deserves and, it. Yeah.
4: It's kind of like Danny DeVito kicking that guy's ass in Hoffa, right, Tommy? I love <laughs> exactly. Danny, but come on, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fight.
1: No, no, it's 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 more it's more it's more like Cyrano with Peter Dinklage. Uh, kicking people's oh. butts because those are the exact same scenes in that movie the the trailer that's been uh, running uh, shows him <laughs> kicking kicking people you know he's I don't know is he three feet three he's barely three feet I tall wonder. and he's got he's got all these giant guys and he just he's just kicking them <laughs> up
4: oh he's she, four or five or you got to remember he's game of Thrones mm-hmm.
1: yeah well of course well of course he's carrying that persona. <laughs> onto this movie, but yeah, he, he's he's t- he's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. I think he's good. He looks at he great. I think a great actor. But yeah,
3: we have Officer Dave joining us. Officer
0: Dave, but um, that's right. What's
3: now up, Officer Palomino? Dave?
4: Is going to yell hey, at me for not I, seeing the show yet? No, t- no, Tim. You're
2: fine. You're fine. <laughs> I was going to agree with Tyre. I finished it last night. Also, they dropped all eight episodes at the same time and. The wife and I pushed through it, so, so yeah. No, well, when you get around to seeing it, it will be interesting because I liked it. I enjoyed it. The guy who plays Reacher is massive, except he's got these he's got these biceps that are probably as big as my head, and then these spindly little forearms. It's like
0: what the <laughs> he's heck, one man. of those. Come on, yeah, use some, use some those. forearm curls, so man. Wait,
2: reverse, <laughs> so he's
0: reverse Popeye.
4: <laughs> yeah, he's reverse Popeye. Exactly. Yeah, but I like. interesting I find it, too, up, it, was, it was good. What I find interesting about what Amazon is doing, I mean, they, they, obviously they did it with, with um, Jack Reacher. They also did it, and I have not seen, I've been meaning to get to it, but John Krasinski as Jack Ryan. They uh, also have that streaming series. Um, Jack Ryan's yep. early days. To me, uh, yep. you know, honestly, my favorite Jack Ryan out of, out of all the people that played him was probably Harrison Ford. Of course, they had Alec Baldwin to start, and they had Chris Pine at one point, and it seemed like, oh, well, Affleck played him, too. So, oh. you know, Krasinski doesn't seem like the most conventional sort of choice, which might be a good thing, but I'm curious he, about that series he as stepped, well.
2: He, he, I saw that also. He stepped out and did a pretty good job with that. We were hoping for more than just two seasons of it, but haven't seen a third one yet.
4: I, think, I thought I heard that a third one's coming, but... You know, with the pandemic and everything, I mean, production schedules have been thrown completely, uh, you know, they've been completely upended. So who knows? But uh, right. yeah, I will. Again, it's it's really a matter of trying to find the time to get all these things in, you know? I mean, I, I did see a series called Suspicion, um, which I like a lot. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, that's on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, of course, Ozark, uh, Season 4, Part 1 uh i'm kind of tiring of it a little bit but i still watched all uh eight episodes and i'm really looking forward to seeing the end i guess it kind of got me back into the rhythm because again that thing was delayed forever too because of the pandemic and then they decided to do 14 uh film 14 episodes all at once and uh, split them up into two different parts spread over the years so we'll see but uh yeah so that's what i've been busy with lately
1: it, let's talk about a mob movie.
0: Oh, mob movie.
1: It, it, and it's, it's a, No, this is more of a passive mob movie. I, we uh, stumbled on uh, a movie made in 2017, Wait for Your Laugh. And it was a story of Rose Marie on the, really? from the Dick Van Dyke show. She started when she was three or four years old on the stage and they, and they, they tell about her story about how she, how she became more and more popular. and they, she was on the radio, RKO. Uh, she was on the radio and she would sing songs uh, you know every Saturday morning or some, some such thing she had this little tiny show that she did. Everybody believed that she was not a, uh, not a child but a, a, a little person. And they, they had to put her on tour uh, on live stages to show that she was a child. And so she toured all over America. Then she got more and more popular. When she was 14 or 15, uh, she, um, she, she, uh, was, she, she, she was called out the back door of the theater to meet someone. So she goes out the back door of the theater with her father, who was her manager. And Al Capone was standing there. And she, she, he said to her dad, <laughs> hello, happy she was a mob entertainer, Ooh. <laughs> a mob entertainer. And it was wow. just a, oh, a fascinating story. I mean, it, it really an interesting story about that. Story. And she played at all the mob clubs just at the time because the mob c- controlled all of the virtually all of the entertainment at that time. And, uh, yeah, she was she was always at the uh, is it the Sands was the, the mob hotel
4: or with the mm, flamingo yes. no, she, yeah no, she, that sounds she, like a the, yeah. the
1: flamingo yeah she the yeah. flamingo and uh yeah she had, had, a, had uh, she just tells a great story and then buddy guy she married buddy guy and on and on I mean the, the story just goes on a little bit longer once again it's longer than what it needs to be or the movie does but the idea that she was a mob entertainer and when I started I go I wonder if she's involved with a mob and by the way and certainly yeah, that was it that she was taken care of Then they were under their wing when she was in Vegas and played there all the time and she, she was protected just fine. Interesting.
0: You know, you just reminded me of one of my favorite Johnny Carson stories, <clears throat> and it was Buddy Rich was on the Johnny Carson show, and Johnny brought up the fact that he was dating Dusty Springfield. Remember Dusty Springfield, yeah. the singer? Uh-huh. And <laughs> Buddy Rich says, oh, no, no, we don't date anymore. I don't know, you know, I don't know how— how deep into it, you want me to get. I mean, I'm not going to say anything negative about her, but you want to know why we broke up? And Carson goes, Yeah. And Buddy Rich says, I woke up one morning and I turned to my left and looked at Dusty, and she looked just just like Duke Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of Duke had a very saggy face. That, that was the deal. Yeah, his face really drooped a lot. Oh, that's <laughs> cold. That's cold. Buddy Rich was funny as hell, man. What an aggressive little fella! Oh yeah, great drummer, man. He was indeed, no doubt about it. But God, I miss. It. See, I miss that so much that on the Carson show, where people just come out there and they they tell the truth. Boy, it was fun.
1: Yeah, and and they told well, you now too, about the day to no, day, not trying to tell the truth right. about politics. I mean, they were just right.
3: I know.
4: How does Colbert sustain an audience? Because isn't he the Terrible. worst with the politics Terrible. every night? Every night well, it's he about doesn't politics. sustain
3: an audience is the thing. Oh. Yeah, those shows yeah. don't do anything he does, anymore. does? Doesn't.
4: Yeah, but yeah, See. so basically people that are in the tank with him. I mean, you know, I mean, but you know, your average person, your your centrist or whatever that just entertain me, man. You know, that I like it. And, and, and the thing is, I don't know, I don't even, I guess Kimmel seems to bitch a lot about politics too. Jimmy Kimmel not or Jimmy uh, Fallon not so much, but his whole deal is let's play games all the time with the, you know, look, I I, I get it because nowadays it is all about the soundbite for a lot of these actors. They say the same thing, getting interviewed, blah, blah, blah. But again, I mean, people like Johnny, he was a real interviewer. You know, you could get some interesting stuff from people. Um, But yeah, now it's all about, uh, you know, let's make that, that clip, that, you know, that game or whatever the hell they're, you know, skit or spoof they're doing, so it can be a YouTube video, so we can make money that way. It, it I don't even, I can't tell you the last time I watched a talk show, and it's really sad because I, I used to tune in. I, I, at one point, I was a big Letterman fan. I always liked Jay Leno, I liked Arsenio, I liked Carson, um, and, and Conan. I love Conan too, but it's just mm-hmm. since that point, I, I can't watch anymore. Well,
3: here's uh, some pretty damning figures, I'd say. So for the 2020 to 2021 television season, uh, for the 25 to 54 demo, which is the one the advertisers care about, The Late Show won with a 0. 0.5 oh, and 600,000 viewers. Oh, God. That was number one. <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> how many listeners Jimmy are on the KQ morning show? Time? Yeah, for real. Yeah,
3: well, yeah, exactly. Jimmy, I better ask for more money. Had a point one, a point one, point one. Well, he's he, terrible. Well, yes, but I mean, how does that show even sustain itself? Is the question.
0: I, well, because TV, and you know, first what? of all. I will tell you very quickly, the 2554 demo is dead in radio and television because the problem they have is the people who will put those meters in their house, the people that will carry the meters with them for radio are the ones who need the money, which means if you have a huge number, 2554, it doesn't mean you're going to sell a thing because those people don't have any money to buy anything. I mean, they're poor people. God bless them. They're poor people. They should have a voice, but they should not have the only voice. That was a huge mistake by the rating companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Abs- One
1: that's... thing
4: I also. Go ahead.
1: Oh, there's, and there's many, many, many YouTube channels to get more viewers, viewership than that.
0: Oh, many. Yeah, you're tons of them. You're absolutely right about that. I, I just I. I and I had a long discussion with, with the President and the, uh, the, the people of the company saying, "Look, what are you doing? Don't worry about 25,54. You want to worry about 40plus now, because those are the people who listen to the radio and watch television and read newspapers. People under Andy, when's the last time and you watched money. TV?? Listen, and was that?:
4: And
2: have money.:
0: And oh, yes. have money. Yeah, I mean that's, that's the what big the advertisers. Difference.
3: Well, have money or have kids. Those are the two. Yeah. That's the thing is the 18 to 49 demo, it's largely because they have kids and kids want things, but that's not really relevant for talk shows. Right. It, like, it, it makes a lot of sense for like family programming, you know. Back when everyone, every family used to sit down and watch the same show together, it made sense because the kids would see commercials, the kids would say, I want that, and the parents would go buy it. But right. when it comes to things like talk shows, kids aren't watching that, so the demo has to be shifted.
1: Well, that's a different right. kind of family than I grew up in. You know, I would I would see a commercial, and I would tell my dad, I want that, and he would look at me, and he would say, and people in hell want ice water.
3: <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> so that was
0: that, and I didn't get it, so that didn't work. Well, but
3: to be fair, you were watching
0: cigarette ads. So, I
4: mean,
0: <laughs> that's true. Winston tastes good like, like a cigarette, a cigarette should. should. Yep, It's true, yeah. yeah.
4: You, where you used to see Fred and Barney? Yeah, smoking. exactly.
0: God, Fred
3: and Barney. One thing I was going to mention
4: before was, much like the talk shows, why do they still give credence to Saturday Night Live? I don't know. Why is That's that a such a minority, because I think? Because every Monday, it's like it's a it's a laziness sort of thing. It's like, oh, the weekend uh, Saturday Night Lives get open with this. Of course, it's always political, um, and maybe that has something to do with it. But it just seems like that is such of a go-to, a standard thing that, by default, we have to have an SNL story. And again, who the hell is watching it? Because it's become so damn boring. You know?
2: Right. Well,
4: oh, they can't,
1: you're right they can't do the cutting edge stuff that they used to do, the bleeding no, edge kind can't. of thing to do. You can't have Billy Crystal in blackface next to Jesse Jackson. You can't have that now and and that and and those kinds of things were they were the kind of thing that made you edgy made you made you laugh made you be a little uncomfortable a nervous laugh happy laugh, whatever you, you you just don't get that
3: oh yeah modern entertainment is the definition of milk toast it's exactly what everyone expects there is no there's no edge to it at all and it's like i don't really care that much for edgy stuff but it's like when it's all the exact same we know what we're getting before we even turn on the tv then Why even turn on the TV? It's not even chocolate milk toast. No, exactly.
0: It's white (laughs) bread dipped in skim milk. (laughs) (laughs) So yesterday, Fonnie's at the house, five-year-old granddaughter, and she's going through she wants to watch some stuff. She said, I want to watch that show. I said, okay, so I click on it. And the show starts, and there are two – it's a cartoon, first of all. I've got to be very clear that it's a cartoon. That doesn't mean anything. And that doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, two young kids, they're both black, are walking along, and they look to be probably around five, six years old, maybe. One was probably about four, one was about six. And they're walking down the street, and I only watched it for a few seconds, but the bigger kid says to the smaller kid, you know, we have to do something about this, because white people don't treat us very well, and it's just not right. Mm-hmm. You're putting that in cartoons for five-year-olds now.
3: Yeah, you get them Real. young.
0: Why would would you want to do that? Because they want to
3: indoctrinate them before they know any better. But,
0: look, to like somebody because of their skin color is just as bad as hating somebody because of their skin color. Why are you singling them out because of their skin color? It makes no sense to me. Why are you trying to make sense of evil Well, is my question. It's like going up to the devil and saying, you know, you're not very nice. (laughs)
2: Yeah, "Yeah, that's the point.
0: I am the devil. Thank you for noticing. I, but I never thought I'd see something like that. Instead of trying to bring people together, they're using cartoons to drive people apart. That's the what idea. are you doing? They want that. They do want that. You're yep. absolutely right. I just
4: Because hatred sells, baby. Sure does. does. That's
0: what it I is. Just, they make oh, all the money God, off of that.
4: So and and, and with the other
1: troubling thing, the, the, what is it? Uh, what was the name of the one? Uh, meatballs with the Cloudy with cloudy a, with a chance, chance of Meatballs. Of meatballs. Okay. Yeah. In yep. that movie. There's a scene where the meatballs and the food comes down, and comes in, breaks windows, and there's a scene in that movie where someone is coming out of one of the stores that has a broken window, carrying a TV set.
3: Uh-oh. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> well, I mean, that is the humanity's first uh, reaction oh, to anything God. bad and, happening. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I was—I
1: saw another one. Another one was some um, cartoon was on. I looked at it and go, "Man, there's some there's some disturbing messages." In oh, these yeah. things or scenes, and you know, maybe just shouldn't be in this stuff. But I saw that and I go, man,
0: I'm, that's that's not right, not good. I just well, you don't want to create. And again, I will say it again, and I'm very serious. To like someone because of their skin color is just as bad as hating someone because of their skin color. It's not right. Like them for who they are, not what they look like. Look, I if they're attractive and all, that's you know that's a different deal. That's not what I mean. But you base it on their skin color. It's like you're as bad as somebody who hates them. You're setting them aside. You're you're separating from them. Oh, oh but I like them. It doesn't make any difference. You like them because of their skin color. That's way out of line.
1: Yeah, I can't. Uh, that that would be that would be troubling to me. You know. It, oh it, you God, know, yeah. I mean, is it, it, why? Yeah. You, know, you know you could you could you could say you know they could say that you could take any race and say about any other race and say. You know that other race. They don't like us very much. They don't. They don't yeah. treat us very well. No, you're you know, absolutely. What right. the Hutus and the Tutsis. You know the Hutus could put something out like the. You know the Tutsis don't like us, Don't treat us very well.
0: Well, it's because your nose. Get your nose fixed, they're, and then they'd like you more. Yeah, you know, all. It goes on and
1: on and it on. It does.
0: It absolutely does. And that's a,
1: that's, a, that's a that's an insidious, terrible thing to do. I agree with you, Tom. That's just, it's just not good.
0: I just don't understand why we we're, we're going to instead of trying to bring people together we are doing everything we can to keep people separate and oh my god they hate you. No, they don't. Not every mu not most people back in the day it was And by the way, we should mention that everywhere but the northern half of the western hemisphere slavery is running wild right now, particularly in the eastern hemisphere. Slavery is it, there's more slavery now than there's ever been. Did you know that? No. Yeah, there's more slavery well, in then, the again, world now you know, than ever.
4: Getting like, back to the whole Olympics thing, how do you how 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 do you turn the blind eye to that? Going I know. over to China to do how do you do that?
0: I don't I haven't watched a you minute, know? and I will not watch a minute because I don't I don't support slavery. Sorry. So they they
1: used they used select they used, oh, no. they used uh, absolute. Well, let's let's not call it slavery. Let's call it absolute minimum. Uh, wage earners were yeah, the uh, absolute
0: minimum, yeah, like ab- zero,
1: absolute <laughs> trivial wage, like zero, you know, or food. Uh, to, so they use uh, used Uyghurs to uh, do a lot of the uh, construction and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, well they're I in mean camps, that's, aren't they? Yep, yes, they are. Yep, they they're, make a they, lot of Nike's in clothing. They are guarded camps. They okay. are, yeah. They, they make a lot of Nike's clothing for them, from what I understand. I don't know. I, I just try to stay as far away from that stuff as I can. People are disgusting right now. How you can and I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. You want to come after me, come after me. That's great. But when you come after me, you understand you're coming after my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandkids. You're coming after all of us. I don't know how you can do that. That's why I don't do that to people. Because it's when I come after you, I come after your whole family, and that doesn't fly with me. And how could, people can do that? You must either live in denial or you're a moron, one of the two, right?
1: That's right. That's true. Yeah, or, or you're, uh, what do I say, uh, ethically vapid.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you vapid. go. That's exactly it. <laughs> Uh, all right, Timmy well that's gonna do it pally so uh, another great performance let me just say that I mean it's just a given I know Wow. Well, uh, well.
4: well, you know uh, hopefully Kristen Burt can give more of a positive spin on the whole Oscar thing I I just it drives me crazy yeah. it just really does because it has become such of a sham um but whatever whatever that's Tim, why I've I gotta yell- you. Scream from the mountaintops that the fact that, you know, it's all about money. Ultimately, it all comes it's down to money. It's always
0: about the money. Yep. So it's always about the money. You're right about talking that. Talking
4: about the money all the time.
0: All the time.
4: <laughs> all right. All right, Pally. We'll talk about uh, the uh, death on the Nile on Thursday on the queue.
0: Works for me. We'll take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this.